0: Hi everybody! Hello. So, I'm about to fall asleep, I hope you don't mind. What do you need? I need a shot in the arm. A shot in the arm? Do you want to just punch me right in my face right now? Let's do it. That'll wake me up. Would
1: slapping work? Slapping would work better. Punching you... Okay, well let's do a a WWE slap to the face. How about I do what Adam Lowry did to Oliver Schillington's head, to your head. Would that wake you up? Just bash my face right into the side Just of the Just run at you from like 40 feet out, bash your face right into that window over there. How's that sound? Is that window made of plexiglass? It's pure glass. I'm going to bash it. I'm going to grab your face. I'm going to bash it.
0: You got two games. And then
1: I, you, I will only get a two-minute penalty because apparently that's a totally okay thing to do in an NHL game. That was a stupid hit. He got head head two, bashing. He literally, like, I couldn't believe that was only two minutes.
0: Well, you know what? I thought it didn't look that bad. It's like... But when you... What, bro- you have to break it down what frame Lord by do frame. you need. <laughs> Consider this. Take your pick of these things.
1: Principal point of contact was the head. Check. Charging. Check. Boarding.
0: Check. <laughs> Check. From behind. Check. Check. Like,
1: Jesus, Lord, what else do you need to call a fucking five-minute mail? Major? Microphone.
0: Check. One, two. One, two.
1: Check. Check. Anyways... So today we thought are we gonna review the Heritage Classic? We might as well. Yeah. And then well, of just to the, preview the game that of starts course in an we hour. Will. So I gotta get this up we gotta speed this up so I can get it up because we gotta talk about the Hurricanes game, which is on in an hour. You don't wanna be talking about a game that's already happened. Exactly, that'd be really boring. So the five people that listened to this before the game, here you go.
0: Okay, five people. Okay, so what did you th- what were your overall impressions of the game, Heritage well, Classic? Failure number one, of course. We all knew this was a thing though. The NHL sucked at marketing the game. Yeah, we talked about this a bit yesterday. If you're on the live, like Jesus Lord, did anybody know this game was even happening? I don't think so. I don't think anybody did. Like, unless you tell me, unless you were a Flames fan and knew what their schedule looked like, you knew this game was going to well, happen. Well, even I, I was like, when is that? Oh
1: yeah, it's in it's in October. I thought it was like way later in the year. So they did a shit, you Like the NHL. Okay.
0: And I think I I knew because last year we were planning on going. <laughs> Where are we? So I, no, not not you and me, but. Oh. My, be my bro. So <laughs> I'm so sorry. So anyways, that's how I knew it was
1: in October. How can the NHL like just in the current age of the world where it's just like it seems there is a a, a, a what? A plethora, an outbursting, more talented people marketing wise in the world than there are jobs. How how is it the NHL still sucks at marketing? How is that? Someone explain that to me.
0: Well, maybe part of it is they they count on the teams to market themselves. But even still, you need you need marketing for the league as a whole. You, you wonder why this Basically, league is
1: the fourth most popular league in the, in the United States.
0: It seems like the only marketing they do outside of individual teams is Biz Nasty interviewing. Yeah,
1: I know and that's not even the NHL, is it? Like maybe they sometimes get him to do stuff. But it's like they have they have no idea how to market this league, like no idea. It's so brutal. Okay, well, Connor and Sid face off tonight. Yeah, do you think that's on? Th- I is that even? A, is anybody marketing that outside of Canada? No clue. Probably not. I mean, we should know. We should have been marketed to. Like they're sca- They're even scared of like of broadcasting an Oilers game, like an Oilers Penguins game on NBC. Is that tonight? That's tomorrow, isn't it? Maybe Batman.
0: Maybe his strategy is having no marketing budget. Yeah, and then you you have. More net income at the end of the when
1: year. When did the Oilers play Pittsburgh on s- Sunday? Saturday, they play them on the weekend. Oh, okay, but still, like, well, maybe I haven't marketing. Been I knew hy- it was coming up That game up in the in the states, probably not. I don't know. Their marketing blows. And, Anyways, and just the whole event, I thought kind of blew. <laughs> like that I mean, opening thing was so
0: bad. Here's the thing, unless you're there. It's probably going to come nowhere close to being there. Yeah, I mean, okay, like... But have we talked to anybody that was there and got feedback? No. I bet you it was awesome. I don't know. I bet you to be there can was you awesome. See? That's you the can't thing. See. is see. like...
1: Like, because I'm trying to figure out, like, what is the NHL trying to do with these events? What is it?
0: I don't really know. I don't know either. I mean, I get why it's cool. It's because you grew up on the outdoor rink. Because they you used
1: can... to really lean into, like, I don't know, at least in the... I kind of like how they're they're branching out, going to like a Dallas Nashville Winter Classic. That's cool. Lean into like the the Texas Southern shit like that. Can they even have ice in the winter? Or I think they're going to do it in like February or whatever. And it's cold enough. Oh, it was eight, well, they did in LA. They can do it anywhere. Remember they did those? They two, did
0: outdoor in LA. You don't remember this? No. <laughs> Where have you been? They I did. Um, I might have been in LA in LA. It was like 20,
1: 2015 or twenty sixteen or something. It was it was the year they did like sixty eight. Outdoor games like one was in Colorado, one was in LA, one was in Anaheim, oh, seventeen in New York. I don't remember. Yeah, so they
0: oversaturated the market. But I don't know, man. I think if you're sure if you're gonna have games in the states, maybe it makes sense to have outdoor games. I don't know. The only th- I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I need feedback from the people who are actually there. For me, before I, can I shit all over the idea.
1: I'm gonna shit all over it. The thing, like it, the, I don't know. It's just like, especially in Canada, it's like. You could. They didn't market this. They. I don't think they did a particularly good job with it. Like, and we still all watched it, and it sold what thirty three thousand tickets or whatever. But I don't know. I still thought it was pretty meh. Like, I don't know what it's supposed to be. Like, why wasn't there more? Like, I don't know. I just it didn't do much for me. It just seemed like another game. What do you want more fireworks? Well, it was like yeah. I want, no, I want less fireworks. You want like ins-
0: stupid shit like you want, that? You want in sync to Seriously, sing the national anthem? They
1: did that fucking four hour musical number at the beginning
0: it's like who is who is their
1: target audience here like I don't understand who like who watches an outdoor game between the Jets and the Flames in Regina and then wants to see a boy band open and up and then wants to see a boy band open up <laughs> I'm gonna say the 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 uh, the market for that is about like zero so I just don't I don't understand like what, the, what okay, they're trying to do but the, uh, boy
0: band aside the Shepherds were good though what are they called sheepdogs yeah, they were good. sheepdogs were good. They should have opened. But, like, still, like, I just, it's kind of like. So, if the
1: point of what they're trying to do with the Heritage Classic is bring hockey back to its roots and all that shit, outdoor game, like, why don't they lean into that kind of stuff more? I want to see, like, more of that. Like, why isn't there more alumni stuff? Like, it's true. There wasn't anything cool from that game other than
0: the jerseys. Like, that was literally the best part well, of I that think, whole event was the jerseys. I think you nailed it because. It all comes down to why are you having the outdoor game to begin with. Yeah. And we don't know why. I don't I don't know why. Other so, than just like make some money. The fact that we don't know why is a good indication that they don't do a good job of telling us why. Yeah. We should be there. Like I wanna know why I wanna be
1: I need they need to know why I should be excited for this. I shouldn't just have to be excited because it's the flames. I want to be like if you're if you're somebody in fucking New Brunswick or Montana or Colorado or fucking any town USA, why are you excited for this random-ass outdoor game? Well, I mean, if you're in Saskatchewan, there's no NHL there. I can see why. Yeah, but I mean, I still like... Even if the only thing that would drive you to go if you you live in Regina or Saskatchewan is like, hey, there's an NHL hockey game being played. It's like, there should be more to it, I think. Well, and
0: and those cities have a lot of... They're going to have a lot of Flames fans in those cities. Yeah. They're going to have a lot of Oilers fans in those cities. They're going to have a lot of Jets fans. It seemed to me like there was more Jets fans than there was Flames fans.
1: Yeah, I didn't see a lot of Flames fans. I don't know. I saw a lot of people doing Jersey fouls you in could he- Colorado. You could hear the Lou. Shit. Every time Lucci touched yeah. the puck. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. I don't even know how I got on this tangent. I just thought It was an event. As like you a go TV on this event. tangent, because
0: you're a goddamn asshole, and you had to shit all <laughs> over the know what?
1: classic. And you know what? Like this, this speaks to a bigger issue to me, and it's just how the broadcasting and marketing of the NHL as a whole is just, it's just so bad. Like I don't like they again. They, you wonder why this sport is the fourth is the least most popular major sport in in, Amer- in the United States. Here's why: because they do a shitty job marketing, they do a shitty job selling the game. Yeah. Well, they mean, do a shitty job on the broadcast, they do a shitty job on the All-Star game, they do a shitty job with their marquee events, they do a shitty job in the playoffs. Across the board, any kind of marketing outlet, any kind of, any manner in which they go about promoting the sport, they
0: do a terrible job. Which is interesting, because if you compare that to Canada, the game doesn't even need marketing. Exactly. But it's because of the, the game was born out of the roots of Canada. So, so why don't they lean into so, that more? Why didn't I see more like cool
1: outdoor maybe old like, shit?
0: Maybe they're like, well, we can't teach them the roots of the game because it's all Canadian-based. I just think they're stupid.
1: And the other thing is like... But there's so
0: much U.S. history to the game, to the NHL in and of itself. I know. Like, Lean the fuck can't, do it. Can't you go back in time and teach people the roots of, of hockey in the United States? I think they try to dumb... I don't know. Maybe this is this is me just totally riffing here on
1: marketing. But it's kind of like... I think they try to. I think the NHL thinks that most fans are dumb. I think they. I think they treat the
0: audience as if we are an intelligent sports fans. Okay, why do you say that? Do you have any? Do you have any backing of this? Po- Again, semi preposterous You go on theory.
1: You turn on the TV, and who do you get on there telling you what's going on? Pure fucking McGuire. Dopes telling me like here, like not to this extent, but like oh, this is what offside
0: means or something. Like you know stupid. what. You kind of have a point. I don't know where you're going with it. Me either. But if you listen to any American broadcast, especially some of the East Coast—not not obviously Boston area—but I'm talking like southern, southern, the Florida state. Tampa's not too bad. Yeah. But the Carolina guys are. I like the Carolina guys. The only who's the worst is the Southern California guys. Oh
1: yeah, they're. You know who's the worst? Is it, well, he's not the worst. Are you just talking about like broadcasters? Oh yeah, the Colorado guys are pretty bad. Yeah, no, they are. They're really bad. But it's the true. San Jose guy's terrible. Oh, terrible. Oh.
0: But if that's the thing. Is like you, li- LA is terrible too. Yeah, you listen to some of these broadcasts, and it is. It's kind of like, but maybe their audience is dumb. I don't know. Like maybe they don't under- I just think that's like, like a like- cardinal
1: sin when you're when you're is assuming your audience isn't as intelligent as they are.
0: I don't know. That's just
1: literally just. I don't know. Because then, when you watch basketball, when you watch football, when you watch baseball, right? Like compare that to how it's marketing compared to how hockey's marketed. Like it's just it's so much different and so much better.
0: Well, I mean, you look at NBA. The NBA is interesting because if you look at NFL and MLB, those are like the national pastimes right there for, for the United States. So. The baseball and football are kind of to the states what hockey is to Canada. Yeah, yeah. They I, don't think, even, I think even more so baseball. Like, baseball is probably
1: more like the less. NFL doesn't
0: even fucking need market. The
1: NFL is like, just like it's. They own got beast. the
0: entire nation watching yeah. football all Sunday long. Yeah, every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. And and like that, the baseball is the same. But what about NBA? How like? Well, I think it's like the fastest think, growing sport of the four. Which to me is interesting because. I don't know that for sure, but... It's different. It's not the pastime. No, it isn't. But I think, again, that's marketing, right? They created
1: new fans. They figured out how to create new fans. They figured out how to market to younger fans, young people. I mean, like, how much... I don't know if this sounds really ridiculous, but, like, how much cooler is the NBA than the NHL? Like, how lame was that? opening act and the whole pretty much the entire regina event could be summarized by like that was kind of lame yeah that's true like i yeah. don't know
0: i like the dogs so. though yeah Pro- they were fine
1: those guys but i mean the whole thing they didn't market it it's like it's beautiful scenery it's snowing like this should have been a huge marketing campaign it should have been i don't know well i mart- to get on this kit marketing's but... all about storytelling
0: yeah let's talk about some hockey let's talk about some hockey sorry guys jesus anyways okay what do you think of the game itself Okay, outside like, of it being a like a, a flop as far as amping it up, because like I think what you're saying is that game could have been amped up. Yeah, there was no lead up.
1: There's nothing. It was just like another game. Like remember when they used to do twenty four seven before yeah, the Winter that Classic? Cool. That was sick. Why didn't well, they do something like and that? And here's the
0: other thing: was there? There wasn't even a pregame.
1: I know there was nothing.
0: Like I at. 7.30, I'm like, okay, hey, I'm going to go watch some pregame like, it's the Heritage Classic. Nothing. There's none. <laughs> like, the, all, the only pregame you got was them walking out, out onto the stadium, or onto the field. I didn't get it. Okay, so. so what I'm saying is that this is a very hypeable game, and it wasn't hyped at all. So outside of there being no hype, the game itself, I thought was pretty good. I mean, you're outside. You're playing in the snow. It's the elements. The snow was definitely a factor. I thought it was better than most outdoor th- games I've seen. I thought we played well, I mean, except for the third period. We sat on a one goal lead. I said this to a hundred times. If you ever want to sit on a one goal lead, you're probably going to lose the game. Yeah. Unless you're like, unless your bread and butter is defense. Unless like, you're, unless you're the, unless you're like the Ken Hitchcock Dallas Stars or the fucking. Yep. or the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. Coyotes. Like, you can't sit on a one nothing lead. You're telling me this Flames team has shown the defensive propensity no. to sit on a one nothing lead? It's been their
1: weakness, I would so say. So, as soon
0: as that was the game plan, yeah. I knew right away it was not going to end up pretty.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Like, I thought we played fine. Everyone was like, oh, the Flames sucked. I think we played fine. All things being considered, you get a point of an outdoor game. Whatever. But yeah, the third period was rough, and the overtime was absolutely atrocious.
0: Okay. We fucking. <laughs> we, we already bitched about this yesterday. Let's but let's bitch about it again. Bitch about second. it again. What the fuck are you doing, Bill Peters? Putting Derek Ryan. Okay, listen. The last overtime game, we saw Ryan and Monge put together. And I remember, even in that sense, I'm like, holy shit, Ryan's out there? Exactly. Okay, well, Monge's out there, so, I mean, let's see what happens. But. Even, even if you're going like deep into your lineup to give guys rest and you got Derek Ryan out there, I still had a question with it. But that wasn't the case versus the Jets. Because Sean Monahan takes a penalty. He's sitting in the penalty box for two minutes plus because he killed the whole thing off. Johnny Goudreau is sitting on the bench that entire duration. Entire time. The penalty gets ex- is expired. You get a face-off in the offensive zone. Why aren't you going back with Johnny Money? I don't, I really don't get it. Like I can think of thirty other coaches in the league that, like you. That's like that's basically that is just like not going with Connor McDavid and Dry Seidel. Exactly in that same situation, It's like throwing out. Let's Newby say Hopkins and Cassian, or let's some say shit. McDavid doesn't kill penalties. Yeah, Dry Seidel gets a penalty. You get through the penalty, and you don't come back with Dry and an, McDavid in an offensive zone faceoff. Now that's. This example to the extreme, but it's the exact
1: same. I thing. I don't know if it is the extreme. Like Johnny Gaudreau, Sean Monahan, two of the most prolific three on three scorers since three on three has been in the league, just sitting on your bench in an with full rest in an offen- on an offensive zone face off. What is that? So that's first, like that's like some Glenn Gulden putting Troy Brower out there for a five on three shot. And
0: this is my point: is that every single game it seems like on a nightly basis now, Bill is either starting with the wrong lineup, like tonight, he's got Quine on the second line, or he's finishing with the wrong guys on the ice. Yeah. It seems to be a nightly thing now. His coaching decisions are leaving something to be desired. We did not see it last year. And now all of a sudden, right, we've seen Lucic on the ice when you need a goal in the last two minutes. Yeah, what was the there was
1: one the next game he did something weird too. We've seen
0: why? Well, okay, I listened to our podcast this morning. We were bitching about the Jankowski matchup against the Hubero line. Yes, exactly. Jankowski against t- other teams' late, top lines. What are you late doing late in the game? Yeah. You're
1: protecting you. You're, you're tied, or you're trying to. Yeah. So there's been some been some question marks because I know everybody was trying to kind of pin it on Brody. I thought he could have played it better, but I mean it's not his fault. No, are you kidding me?
0: Like Derek Ryan? What? Okay, first of all, here's why it's not Brody's fault. It's a two on one, blatant two on one from your from their own like from the other team's blue line. Yeah. So it's like eighty foot two on one. You're telling me Kyle Connor, the guy with the puck, isn't gonna be able to fucking make a play? Like not. nine times out of ten. Yeah. Kyle Connor's one of the most skilled guys. That's why it's not Brody's fault, no matter which way you slice it. Like unless he falls on his ass and it becomes a two on oh, mm-hmm. it's not Brody's fault. If he goes to make a play and try and break up the two on one, which he did. And I mean, yeah, you know what? He he made a defensive act of desperation. He looked kind of stupid the way he did it. But it's still not his still fault. His fault. It's Where'd like, the
1: breakdown happen? Like I don't understand what Ryan was doing. Like they lost the faceoff, and
0: he literally stood in the dot and looking around. Here's the other thing. Ryan has been dog shit on the faceoff dot exactly. all, all season. Year. He's been brutal. You put him out. What does he do? Loses the faceoff. Surprise. Now, if you lose the faceoff, where's the puck going? To the D-man behind you. Chucky, that's his guy. If you're a faceoff man, you lose the faceoff. This is textbook 101. The guy you lose to the faceoff to, that's your guy. (laughs) That is your guy. Generally, that's how hockey is played. So, the guy that won the faceoff... Which is Connor, right? He peeled to the to the boards. A little
1: Little won it and took off. Little's the guy he scored. The guy oh, who scored okay, is little, Ryan's man. Little went the
0: other way. Yeah. So, Ryan, Little is your guy. Not only did you lose the face off, he just stood there. Like an idiot. Like, I can't believe what he was doing. He stood there
1: and then, like, even like he looked back to see where Kachuk was and then started like slowly sauntering. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. What a mental beat. Yeah, there's another stupid thing from Bill. Ryan's 42% on the faceoff
0: thought this year. What are you doing? This is a side note I have. is like how bad we are at faceoffs now. Yeah. And you really see it when we're either trying to kill a penalty or we're on the power play. It's like, could you win a fucking faceoff? Why
1: can't they win faceoffs? They were one of the best teams last year. Like, what the fuck? No clue. I don't get it. Anyways.
0: So anyways, Sure. Terrible play by Ryan, but who has Ryan out there in the overtime exactly. in the first place? And then secondly, when your two best guys give you the chance to win the overtime... Who effort, are two of the best three-on-three players, period. Are fresh. They're ready to go. They've been on the sitting bench, on the bench for two-plus like minutes. this big spectacle game. A big spectacle game.
1: Yeah, you know what? I think Derek Ryan.
0: So, Bill Peters is really starting to piss me off. Same. He's been pissing me off for a while. And I get it. It's early. It's this. It's But again, that. same pattern. But like, you're noticing a pattern. The thing is The dude like, is getting outcoached. When you start noticing patterns that don't work, you need to nip those in the motherfucking bud. Yeah. It's one thing if it's like one off here and there, but this is a pattern. It's a total pattern. On a nightly basis. He's getting outcoached. He is. Period. End of story. He's getting
1: outmatched He's at home. He absolutely, gets out, he gets outmatched at home. home. At home, he has his fourth line out, and for some reason, Florida is able to get their top line out against our fourth line. How does that happen, Bill? Like five times it happened. Like, how does that happen? He got completely bent over the rails. I asked this last time. Is it bent over the rails or dragged over the rails or what the It's fuck bent. Is it? Bent over the rails in the Colorado series. There's been at least three or four times this season already where it's like, Okay, hey, what the fuck is that about? Yeah. And now we've got these weird ass lines today, where Alan Quine is
0: apparently on the second line. What is that? That's the thing I don't get. You got readers still in the lineup. At least he's bench Jankowski.
1: I'd rather have Jankowski
0: than a reader, to be honest. Alright, so here's your lineup today. You got Chucky lindholm Gaudreau. It's funny because that's the, the line that we were saying. Let's That'd see it. Interesting to see. So I mean he's doing He's doing some things. But he like he's like 80% doing the yeah, good. Yeah, it's like, stuff.
1: okay, well that's good, but then it's like in game it's more like in game. Like, is it in game adjustments his, coaching? His
0: in game adjustments are good. It's his between game adjustments that are like, come on, Bill. So then Quine, Monahan, and Bennett, I guarantee that's not gonna last past the third period. Like that's period. a brutal line. That's probably one of the worst lines I've ever seen. And this is what aggravates me the most is now Quine's on the second line. But Dubé's too good. Dubay's too good to play fourth-line minutes. That's why he's not on the team. That's why he didn't make the team this year.
1: But you have he Alan made, Quine on the second He made line. the
0: team last year. You had the exact same team coming back. And then Reeder. Tobias Reeder makes a team over Dylan Dubay because Dylan Dubé is too good for the fourth line. Yet you have no set...
1: Second line winger. You've literally had that be a revolving door all season. Nobody can claim it. And now you have Alan Quine. Alan Quine. career AHLer. Allen Alan Quine. Playing in your top six going also, into tonight. Also Sam Bennett in the top six. You're telling me Dylan Dubé does not slot on the second line
0: better than both of those guys. Alright, let's get into this argument because people make the argument that Dylan Dubé... Needs to develop. What? Okay, my question to that. I what, don't. I don't really understand how you can develop by playing in a weaker league, like over I, right? playing in the NHL, like and getting actual legit opportunities to play higher in the lineup. Like this team is giving away every single. What is of he going to do? In, exactly, they're giving it to Frolic Quine, Bennett, Manjapani.
1: Reader. Seemingly everybody except the guy. Lucic. Lucic, exactly. Jankowski. Like, everybody's getting time in the NHL. And you got this guy who's probably your most skilled prospect in, I don't know, well, other than Kachuk and Gaudreau and Monaghan. But, I mean, like, probably one of the most skilled prospects you've drafted in a long while. He's just sitting down in the NHL. Doing what? What's he doing? Is he going to get better down there? Is he going to be a better player playing for the Stockton Heat for a year? Like, what exactly do they want him to develop? That's what I want to know. If that's the argument, if the argument is, okay, hey, Dylan Dubé needs to develop, what exactly does he need to develop? Like what? What is he benefiting from down there that he wouldn't be getting up here? Well I
0: think I think in some people will say that it's not so much that he gets to develop down there that he's not gonna develop by playing on the fourth line. But the thing is you're thing not, is, don't you're, you're not the Tampa Bay fucking lightning where you're you're maxed in depth and your fourth line guys are your fourth line guys all year. You literally have had a revolving door at the second line. Oh, we forgot to mention Zarnik. Zarnik Oh, Zarnik as well, yeah. So it's like all of these guys are better than Dubé Basically, every single player in your bottom six is given a shot on the second line. Like every single one. That's why I get worked up about it. Because if you're going to have an argument, it better stand pat. Like it better make sense. It doesn't make sense. falls apart. Falls apart in your, in like the first questioning. It's like, oh, by. we
1: don't want. Well, this is what we've been saying since the beginning of the season. Even everyone's like, oh, but he can't play on the fourth line. I'd rather have him playing in Stockton.
0: Don't play him on the fourth
1: line, then. Who says you gotta play him on the fourth line? <laughs> no one else is. Nobody else is playing on the
0: fourth line. Who's why your, do you have to put Dubé there? Who's been your consistent fourth line player? Jane Kelsey. That's, that's it.
1: That's it. Everyone else has gotten time in the top nine. So why is all of a sudden Dubé relegated to the to the fourth
0: line if he's up here? Makes no sense. I don't get it. Get him up here now. Put him on the second or third line. The other thing I don't... this doesn't make sense. While we're on the do subject, was he not your best preseason player? He was your best preseason player. What the fuck was Bill talking about? <laughs> but like, they were shitting all over him. Like, and he was your best preseason player last year too. Meanwhile, like, Reader could do no wrong.
1: Seriously. And Dude. now, wow, surprise, he's on waivers. Yeah, big surprise. Well, I guess he cleared waivers, but... Yeah, I just I just don't get it. And I know you've been banging the Dubai drum longer than I have. I've been this goes been back to this last, last season
0: for me. Yeah, Where was it
1: last season? Right? So it's just like, God damn it, it's frustrating
0: me. Get here, him up here. here. Get him in the top six. Now here's the thing. I'm not look, the AHL is a good league. Guys come they play there and then they play in the NHL. I mean, what who are we were doing some sort of player comparison. I think it was
1: yeah, it was like I think when we were doing Dubé, and he like compared lee to like Jean Couturier or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think it was Couture. Drew. Yeah, maybe Couture as well. You had like actually prolific NHL guys yeah. that, that did spend time in the AHL. So it doesn't, yeah, spending
1: time in the AHL is not a problem. It's just it's frustrating, like you said, when people are like, "Well, and
0: here's the other oh, thing: is like to stay there." It's like, why? Look at the start we've had. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not like we're lighting the world on fire here. If we don't get our shit together. Like, is that a luxury you can actually afford? We're gonna we're gonna decide to make our team less better so that one specific player gets yeah. a better chance of developing, even though there's not like a whole bunch of you know, theory there's not there's not a whole bunch of legit info to back up that thing. I know, they're
1: just saying it to say it. It seems. Again, like what I wanna hear is like, okay, what part of his specifically? People well, who say Dylan Dubay needs to develop, what parks what part of his game specifically do you think is not NHL ready, right? Like, I don't... Like, what is it? Like, what did he do last year? He dominated the AHL. He had a point per game last year. Come on. He had 30, 38 points in 37 games last year. You're telling me
0: he needs to spend more time down there? Like, typically when you're a point per game player in the NHL, you're you're like, you're good You're good now. Like, I just... I, 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 I don't get it. The other argument I've heard is he's 21 years old. He's too young. Last I checked, this is a fucking young man's league now. There's more players under the age of 25 than there is over now. As of last year, first time in NHL history, is there's can, more, is players, no more players too young. More players in the NHL that play under the age of 25, and I bet you it's even bigger for the forwards. That no, oh, yeah, that, for the that forwards, move. it's probably yeah because it's
1: skewed. The, the distribution is skewed from the forwards for sure. I bet. So I don't buy it, man. No, I don't either, man. Like I do not buy it, and I, like, and again,
0: because here's the I thing. don't think it's hurting him because what we've seen from him. To me, all signs point out this guy can play in the NHL now. He can make your team better now, totally. and he can he can compete for a spot in your lineup. Which is like this is even too, this even goes beyond like because this has been a historical thing
1: with the Flames. They're, they're this goes way back. This is like an organizational flaw where it's like they are so unwilling to give young players a chance in the lineup, and it's like this kid like these are the kinds of guys you win your Stanley Cups with. Yeah. Where do you think... Entry-level deals for Where-
0: guys who are contributing. Where did Tyler Johnson...
1: Right? Johnson, Palat. Well, not that they won the cup, but like all those guys on Tampa and Braden surrounding- Point. Braden Point. Where did these
0: guys come out of nowhere? Do you think they just like, oh, they just came out of nowhere and now they're on the top line? Yeah. Like, no. They won those spots in the lineup. Can you imagine if, like, how old is Braden Point? 24? I don't know. So, the uh, while you're looking that up, the other argument is that, oh, well... The organ this organization is notorious for not letting player putting players into before they develop. Have you like yeah? What? Well, somebody Who? said
1: that who's like oh yeah. Well, what if Sam Bennett? Like, look at Sam Bennett. That was the argument with Sam Bennett. Like, we were looking it up. Sam Bennett's best season
0: was in his rookie year when he was 19 years old. Now I think about this and I'm like, okay. Well, maybe like maybe his because if you look at Sam Bennett, I think the biggest thing for him is just confidence. Plus, he's kind of an idiot. He like lives or dies with like, confidence. Sam Bennett. If you told, if you
1: bumped into him on the street and were like, "Me, damn," you'd be crushed. I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, if like, I'm just thinking about this, this maybe this is a thing because let's say, let's say in parallel universe number two, Sam Bennett plays. A bit as a rookie, but they put him back down, they don't let him play over ten games, and he spends the year in Stockton, or I guess it wasn't it was Abbotsford, was it Abbotsford, it was Abbotsford at the time. Yeah. But then it's just like okay, okay, let's say he's a bit of a, he's better than a point per game player. Then what then what? The next year he tries out and you say And
1: he's one of the best players in preseason. And you say,
0: Well, we want you to keep developing so then he goes and plays another year and so then now what your first year of Hartley? No, second year of Hartley? That would have been second or maybe third. So then maybe he plays third. Hartley was here for three years. I I think it was he two. It was. I it was two. I think he was here for three years.
1: Okay. I'd so then, anyways, check, you're
0: there for Hartley's last year, and now you're pushing the lineup. Like I don't, I don't know. Like maybe. Maybe again, that's a that's a blanket statement too, right? It's like every player is different. But like. But if you look at what has actually happened, Sam Bennett, his rookie year was his best year. Yeah. Then what happened? Who knows. Is it because he didn't play in the NH- in the AHL long enough? I don't think so. I don't think so. Like,
1: do you think if Sam Bennett plays another year in the AHL, he's the thirty goal, eighty point player we all thought he was going to be? Like, if I that's, doubt it, if that's the case, why doesn't he go
0: down the AHL now?
1: Exactly. Like, go develop.
0: <laughs> go go back and develop. And I mean, like,
1: yeah. I think you said this earlier. It's like the guys who legitimately are NHL players very rarely, if they're like top six guys. Very rarely is, like, more time in the AHL going to help them. Exactly. If you're destined to be a top six guy... You're going to be one. You're going to be one. Like, I'm just looking at Braden Point's stats right now. Okay, so he's 20... When he was age 20, was his first year in the NHL. Age 20. Yeah. 18 goals, 22 points, 40 points in 68 games. Last year, when he was a 21... Or two years ago, when he's a 21-year-old, 32 goals, 66 points. Wow. Then, the third year, he... Go, he Breaks out. Huge year. 41 goals, 92 points. So I was like, I think Dylan Dubé would be much better served playing in the NHL
0: with legitimate competition. I just don't see how there's an argument of like, unless the only role you have for Dubé is the fourth line shirt. But that is not the case on this team. Like, let's say we're rolling right now. Let's say... Lines one,
1: two, three have been set since day one of training camp, and they're rolling, and we're playing well. Okay, that's fine, but yeah, that's that has sec- not been the case. The second line spot is anybody's spot right now. Like literally, it seems anybody but Dubé. They've had Fralick there, they've had Zarnik there, they've had Monge there. They have Quine there. They have Quine there now. They had Lucic there. Lucic has played in the uh, in the top nine way too much. Like I mean, Derek Ryan was the. Like I don't know. It's just it doesn't make sense.
0: Okay, let's move on from Dubay. Sure, Dubay, you belong in the NHL, bud. Dubay. Okay. Anyways, I think we got onto this because we were just looking at the lines today. Well, you knew it was gonna come up. We're fired up about that. So, what did you think of
1: those lines that we saw against the Jets?
0: I honestly, going into the game, I thought that was probably one of your best lineups. Um, I still think the best third line I've seen so far. Is Apani, Ryan, and Bennett. Yeah, and then the best fourth line is Jankowski, Lucic, and Zarnik. Yeah, but or Frolic, I don't mind. Yeah, I'd put Frolic there. But I do like. I do like. I want to see. I, I liked. I, I liked the lines last game. I, I don't did. know if I like them, but I'm intrigued and I want to see more. The thing I said is I like them enough to see it again. Exactly. And I want to also see what they're like on regular ice. Yeah,
1: because, again, if the first time you're seeing that is in a, a fucking outdoor game when it's snowing and minus 20 degrees out. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I thought the top line looked good. The Lindholm-Goudreau-Kachuk. Yeah. I thought Kachuk specifically benefited I, from playing with those guys. I
0: think that's your best top line I've seen all year.
1: Yeah. I didn't love the second line. But, again, that could change on normal ice. But I guess Quine's there now instead of Mangiapani, which makes no sense
0: to me i didn't mind that second line i i didn't like i, I didn't, felt like benefit or bennett really benefited from playing with monge yeah i don't see monahan really benefit I from just, playing with those two yet that was like kind of a black when you have monahan and bennett together it just was kind of like a black
1: hole i don't yeah. know and i didn't like how i still don't like how Lucic just on backland and Leaks
0: line like of all things to do with that line it's true but i did like that line I don't on know. paper, I don't like it, but I did like the way they looked in the Heritage Classic. And then the fourth line was fine
1: until Derek Ryan got on the ice. And so this it. is the
0: second game in a row that Jankowski's been been sat. This is his third healthy scratch of the year. Yeah. What's I, the future look like for Jankowski? I mean, I guess what rumors are out there, we're, we're scouting pretty hard in Ottawa right now. I don't see who we want on Ottawa, but... If you look at like Jankowski, he can play on any line. I think if you're
1: trading he gets, Jankowski, he like, can
0: center yeah. top line in Ottawa. If, if he's in Ottawa, he's their second line center. Yeah. So I mean, I could see like there's places where Janko could go that would be a benefit to the team and him
1: and him for like, sure. Get rid of him. Yeah.
0: For everybody's sake. And I think I
1: think right you now put
0: Dubé there. <laughs>
1: I think right now, Jankowski, he's making 1.6. I think the move is you just got to clear some room because, like, we've already seen how ridiculous, how many these fucking gymnastics we have to do just to call guys up when somebody gets hurt. Yeah. You need some room, like, right now. Yeah. So I think maybe that's what's going on with Jankowski. I don't know. We'll see, I guess,
0: but I don't the, know. The other thing is, like, well, we, we, dress, we, we talked about this on the last podcast. This gives you more center depth. Yeah, no, and totally. If you break down. Where our biggest weakness is, is center depth. Well, and that's why I don't like Lucic on that backline for a league line.
1: Like, what is that? Like, if that's the like, line, that's gonna is, be yeah. tasked to, to match up against other teams' top lines.
0: Yeah, I'd unless like- Bill's
1: going top line against top line, and he trusts the Lindholm Kachuk matchup. Dude, versus... ma- oh dude,
0: imagine Apani Braklin for a league. Oh yeah, it'd be way better. I don't. The thing with Bill, I don't. Sure, I, like I don't. I know he won't stick with something that doesn't work. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I guess. But I don't know. Like, I, how, I, I really wasn't did, paying attention.
1: How did he match up the top lines against Winnipeg? I wasn't paying attention at all. I think he did a good job. Because maybe he's matching the Kachuk-Lindholm pairing against other teams' top lines. and then the top line? Yeah. Because I think, top again, line, like we were talking about this. I don't know when we were talking about this, but that's kind of like what most really good teams do now. Is their top line can match up against the other team's top line, like the Barkov huberto line, yeah. like that's your top right. scoring line. But they're incredible defensively, Bergeron Marchand line. Yeah. So maybe that's what he's going for with Linholm Kachuk. Um. Anyways, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I
0: can't imagine Quine last too long on that left one. My line. other question is, how much more of a leash does Ryan get? The guy's been dog shit, the dude. 13- is Bill is Bill in like the church or something? <laughs> he's he and Derek Ryan. And
1: I, he I was like a bit Derek of, Ryan.
0: He was a bit of a Ryan lover last year. Big time he but was. But Ryan didn't really do much till the last third. Yeah, I know. He kind of he kind of blew for the first little bit. But I'll give him a props. Like, he was outstanding he was great. in that last third. No, he was excellent. But, but like... Yeah, like, when does Derek Ryan... Been dog shit this year. When does Derek Ryan get healthy scratched?
1: Well, he's down to the fourth line now. Like, he has not been good. He's had one... He had one excellent game. I think it was against the Red Wings. Other than that, he's not been particularly good, so... Um, yeah, I don't know if there's much, like, the D pairings are staying the same, I guess. Um, why so I guess it's kind of weird, because Reader was placed on waivers today, or yesterday, or whatever. Was yep. it yesterday? Yep, yesterday. He, he cleared, and now he's still with the team. So, I didn't look this up, but I guess they have, like, 30 days to decide what they want to do with him. So, it just so, gives them a little flexibility. For 30
0: days now, since he, since he cleared waivers, they can move up and down whenever they want. So, I guess. Okay. So, it might All just right. have been, like, a move. Let's look at Carolina real quick. Because we got to jump, so, jump on a live here. Yeah, and it's almost game time. It's almost game time. So you've got Nito Niederreiter, Jordan Stahl, and Fogel. Juan Fogel. He had a great playoffs, eh, Fogel? He was good towards the end of last year.
1: It's kind of a weird talk. It's weird that they have Stahl um, with Niederreiter as opposed to Aho. They have a sexy lineup. I'm just going to say it. They have a great lineup. Yeah. Their their middle six is really good. That was a good pickup getting the Zingle too, eh? Yeah, they got the Zingle and the guy who I really wanted on the Flames, Eric Halla, has been lighting it up. It's in their second line, Svechnikov, Aho, Teravinen. Third line of De Zingle, Halla, and Nikas. Nekas, however the fuck you say his name. Those are some nice second and third lines, I gotta say. And I mean Dougie Hamilton. Your homeboy. Is he he's I think he's leading the only behind he's in the top five of defenseman scoring. He's look good. He has. He's got six goals. He has been absolutely lights out. Especially finally, they're playing him on the top power play unit. Like, how long did it take somebody to figure that out? Oh no, they don't even have him on the top power play unit anymore. What are they doing? We got Jake Gardner. Jake Gardner. So their their defense is, for my money, the best. One of the best defenses in the league. You got Slavin, Hamilton. That's one of my favorite pairings. Gardner, Pesci, Edmondson, Trevor Van Rimsdyke. I like all those defense pairings. This going to be tough to win tonight, man. This is a good team.
0: This is probably your highly, what, highest skill team. One of the highest skill teams. Probably, other than Washington. And we know how that ended. Yeah. So, we'll see, I All guess. All right, we have Lindholm versus the Skullclap. I want to see rematch. some Storm Surge, Lindholm. I want to see Lindholm do the Storm Surge. That's the
1: number one reason I want them to win. Because yeah. I want to see some Storm, storm I don't Surge. Think, he
0: Lindholm. won't do it again this year. Won't he? Somebody, I, I don't know, I heard somewhere that he said, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that.
1: Oh, come on, Elias. But he was
0: getting worked up because he's getting booed all Yeah,
1: he's used pissed because they were, they were booing him. I want to see it. I want to see it. Come on, we need more of that. All right. Want to Ooh. We're going to post. Who cares? We're going to post this in like five minutes and the game will start. I'm going to
0: so, say this one goes to extra minutes. 3-3. Three, three. I don't know. I think it's a toss-up who wins. I think the Canes overtime. win tonight. I don't really like. I'm going to say a 4-3 win for somebody in overtime. I just think it's going overtime.